Hello, welcome to the inaugural episode of Unraveling the Web, the podcast that explores the internet, digital culture, and how a vast, formless universe of information manages to have such a personal and intimate presence in our lives. I am your co-host, Nicholas. And I'm your co-host, who will show most, Jason. So what do we got today? Well, today we are going to be diving into a subject many of our listeners have likely heard quite a bit about recently conspiracy theories. Uh, Specifically, we will be discussing a few historical conspiracies, uh, their similarities to more modern conspiracies, briefly explaining some of the more prominent conspiracies, such as QAnon uh, and the Flat Earth Movement, touching on the psychology of conspiracy theories, and why they can be so easy to fall prey to, uh, and of course, exploring the internet's role in all of this. Yeah. The, uh, the internet today has uh, perpetuated a lot of it and uh, has even created some new stuff. So that'll be, you know, where, where we are today. But most importantly, where did it all come from? Yeah, you know, and uh, it, it, it's fascinating. Well, we will, of course, get into it more later. I just, this is a really fun subject um, and also not fun at the same time. Uh, But first, we need to touch on a couple of important aspects of this discussion. Um, It's important to define the parameters uh, of the discussion, to define the terms, um, so that everyone listening can better understand the context of our discussion. Exactly. What makes up a conspiracy theory? What is our our basis, our definition of it? Exactly. Uh, You know, and also the public's perception of who believes in them versus the reality of conspiratorial belief. Uh, in the United States. Um, for, for our context here, uh, our definition of a conspiracy theory, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to define, I think, for a lot of people because it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Right. Um, but we will be, dis- <coughs> sorry, we will be defining it as the rejection of the standard publicly accepted explanation for an event uh, or a series of events and trends um, that the singular events or trends are in fact the result of the plotting machinations of secret groups of powerful individuals um, and also is seeing connections between otherwise unconnected events that are generally accepted to have no relation to each other. Right. And... uh And some of these things also kind of dive into not just powerful individuals, but reality itself. Yes. Um, And that our perception of reality isn't what what we think it is, even going into things that delve into the supernatural. Um, Exactly. Um, The other thing I really wanted to bring up, uh, you know, in in doing research into the history of these theories, uh, and it's so vast, you know, we could do 
you know, and there are whole series just of even even just singular conspiracies in their histories. Um, but how many people in our country have some level of conspiratorial belief? Uh, you know, it's not just crazy people on the fringe of society. Uh, you know, you, pop culture and memes, you know, people in tinfoil hats. Um, but I, I would be willing to bet money <clears throat> that every single person in the United States has some level of uh, conspiratorial belief. Um, you know, we so often equate conspiracy theory and, and, and conspiracy theorists to people who think the government is turning frogs gay or spreading viruses with 5G signals or that uh, alien reptilian Satanists have faked the moon landing. Um, but, you know, how many people in your daily life or, you know, even our listeners, you know, think that, you know, the JFK assassination or the Martin Luther King assassinations, uh, you know, were orchestrated by the CIA or, you know, that Princess Diana's death was not an accident. Um, or, you know, various celebrities like Elvis or Tupac or David Bowie, you know, are on some island because they faked their deaths and wanted to escape from society. Right. Yeah. And, and Epstein didn't kill himself. Like that. Well, no, he he did. That one's true. No, no, he 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 did. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was it was it was the Clintons. <laughs> we all know it. It was Bill and Hillary, because we all know that they all went out to Pedo Island. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. No, it it, it happened. I seen um, I've seen the island. <laughs> The point is, you know, there's a lot of mainstream conspiratorial beliefs. Um, and as we get into the history of these things, you know, you'll see that some of them are, are, are harmless um, or even, you know, entertaining speculation. Um, but others can be really powerful and dangerous things when enough of the wrong types of people believe in them. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I wanted to explore as well uh, for the bit of the, his the history of conspiracy theories. Um, this was the section that I found the most, most difficult to organize just because of the sheer massive information. I mean, we have thousands and thousands of years of conspiratorial belief. Um, but, you know, and, and a lot of it is, is anti-Semitism. It, it goes back the blood really libel far. stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and one of the things I wanted to look into was if there was like some kind of a, um, you know, progenitor theory, if there was some kind of like a through line that connected older theories to modern ones, if there was like a clear, this thing became this thing, became this thing, became QAnon. Right, some, some sort of uh, lineage to right. some of these theories. Right, and, and what I found was kind of yes. You know, there's a lot of like common themes and tropes and you know the who the bad guys are um but not really so much in that idea of like a specific theory that evolved and changed over time to continue into a modern day theory sure i i think a lot of that might come from like just culture and psychology and just like the idea of storytelling i think a lot of people are just yes. looking for reality to tell a story less than because even though as we know reality doesn't tell stories stories tell stories um 
and reality doesn't work the way where there's a, a, a protagonist and an antagonist and a through line for things. And, and I think right. that, I think that in itself might be, you know, that might be part of the psychology of where these things come from. And I think that might be why we see these kinds of things throughout history is that people are trying to form a story here. Yeah. So what, kind, you know, what kind of what kind of examples do we have of those? Kind yeah, of theories? It, it, it's really interesting because it's it speaks to the idea of like, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. Um, a, a really good example. And this is going to get back. Like I said, we go back really far. This is the mid first century. So we're talking Woo! pre pre year 100. All right, so the, the good old um, days of like the Bronze Age. Yeah, we're 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 talking Rome. Um, oh wait, no, mid first century. No, I'm sorry, that's that's still Iron yeah. Age. Yeah, so yeah, but um, yeah, so there was something in Rome called the Circus Maximus, um, and it destroyed nearly two thirds of the city. I mean, it's this massive fire that just swept through Rome. Um, a lot, you know, people who maybe know something about. Uh, Roman or, or European history, um, you know, this would be called the burning of Rome. Uh, at the time, there was an emperor named Nero. Uh, you know, and, and what happened is, you know, there's this huge circus, I mean, at, at, at gladiatorial arena. So every, you know, every kind of, you know, almost like a massive farmer's market in a way, you know, every, every cook and every, crafter and everything. Every Thomas, getting... Dickus, and Harris is there. Yes. They're setting up their stalls to, you know, to get ready before the start of the day. So you've got people that have, you know, ovens set up and, and bakeries and, you know, frying things. And they're all really packed in close together. So you have all these street vendors with their oils and their wood and coal and, Ooh. you know, whatever, whatever kind. Yeah. You know, I already cloth. see where that's going. <laughs> so it's not hard to imagine that, okay, so either someone left something unattended and it caught fire and you've got these street full of you know accelerant and that, fuel that's all packed <laughs> closely together right and it's it, just swept through yeah um now that's the quote-unquote official story here's where we get into the conspiracy because a century later the story of this fire had grown into the idea that emperor nero himself ordered the burning of the city and while standing atop his palace was singing in maniacal glee while his his henchmen stopped people from putting out the fires and were going around and setting additional fires and all of this stuff. Um, but pe the historians of the age, pe people who had lived through it, firsthand survivors, tell us that Nero was not in the city at all. He was dozens of miles away attending, uh, I, I believe it was like a, um, a performance in his hometown or something. So we have this... A likely story. Right, <laughs> right. We have this conflation in, in the scope and the malice of this conspiracy. I, and I, I like I, to... I get it. I get it. Hold <laughs> on, may I? Absolutely. Please take it away. Nero did 9-11. Exactly, exactly that. This event that is is easily explainable, horrific, but was an accident. Yeah, and it was an accident on this massive scale. Well, except nine eleven wasn't an accident. That was intentional. But right, right, the, right. the leader, that was the, but the leader was not. It was there was no conspiracy to do this. No, and by and the, by the leading government. 
the similarity and, and, and you know one was an accident the other was intentional but the people who did it were so it was such a small group of people i mean it was a handful of terrorists on a plane with box cutters managed to cause this massive destruction and it's like no that can't be good enough yeah it, like it, you know it's a massive horrendous event it must have been bigger and deeper than that just like you know the burning of two-thirds of what was probably one of the largest cities if not the largest of the time it can't have just been a simple fire that started on accident someone had to have orchestrated it yeah it had to have been the powers of an entire country to to be able to burn this city it couldn't possibly just be some some cow kicking over a lantern and starting everything on fire oh wait like the chicago fire like the chicago (laughs) fire yeah, you know, honestly, that wasn't something I, I wasn't specifically looking for, but it would be interesting, though I think the there are definitely some conspiracies related to that. Oh, yeah, because I, I, um, I, uh, I know that my wife, Kathy, she's got family members that were like, it was so-and-so and his, and his damn pipe tobacco, and it, it set right. the, the cottonwood on fire, and <laughs> like, yeah, like everyone has a story, like, who is... Yeah in that area exactly. at the time so um now this next one is probably something a lot of people have heard about being the illuminati oh yeah. uh, and you know the illuminati was the was the the big pop culture conspiracy before QAnon came along yeah and, um and they did and and, I, and and illuminati as as an entity dates back to the romans i believe yes it? uh actually the 1700s believe it or not Oh um, no shit! Yeah, it's it's younger than I think a lot of people realize. Yeah, see, um, I always I always kind of take it as like being like medieval and shit. Yeah, you yeah you know, and it's it's grown in that regard because honestly, the real history of the Illuminati is incredibly anticlimactic. Um, <laughs> oh no! What what happened was there was this this German lawyer, uh-huh. um, uh, and I'm probably gonna butcher the name, but Adam Adam Weishaupt. Um, and he decided he was going to join the Freemasons. And this is how we get into the Illuminati Freemason linkage. Uh-huh. Um, so he joins this, you know, secretive fraternal society. Um, and he decided while he was in it that they charged too much money to be a member and they did not have enough political aspirations or secretive flair. So the Freemasons <laughs> were not crazy enough for him <laughs> and and they charged too much money they were just elitists and we need uh, a good down-to-earth good old we need a society. we need a we need a mom and pop secret Secrets. society yes <laughs> so he starts the illuminati and and the 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 stated goal is to you know to spread rational thought and opposing injustice and oppression to encourage moral moral men to work towards uh, a better society through science and politics. Um, but you know, so that's the, really the linkage to the Freemasons and the idea that the Illuminati like infiltrated them and took them over from the inside. Um, what really happened is that he just went to the Freemasons and used his connections he had made while a member to poach members of the Freemasons to join the Illuminati. Sure. He just walked in and kind of started, you know, um, brain draining them. Uh, Right. You're like, Hey, you want a cheaper, more secretive group to join? Come over here. He, he put, he pulled a, he pulled a Silicon Valley move where he just walked in and it's like, Hey, 
I got this right. startup going right now. We're going to make way more money. You should ditch them and come over to us. Exactly. The And what really is interesting is um, they eventually, their downfall came because of uh, really two things, um, infighting within the group. Um, there were various internal power struggles between various prominent members, um, and eventually they got outed. And at the time, the public's paranoia about secret societies trying to influence politics was really, really high. Um, so people started getting arrested, the group fell apart, and, and Weishaupt fled into hiding. Um, and there's really no evidence that they continued to exist after they had been exposed to the world at large, but they started getting blamed for everything, even, even up until now. But at the time, they even got blamed for like trying to orchestrate the French Revolution, um, despite you know zero evidence of that. And you know, of course, you know you've got pop singers today talking about it. There's the whole uh, was it Dan Brown books where he wrote about them. You know, they're in a way they're kind of like QAnon before. A less extreme QAnon, a colonial era QAnon. But even QAnon kind of riffs on that because they do. Because then it because it, then it also it, it's about who the members are. It's about people who are elites are members because mm -hmm. it, it takes from that 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 idea of like the Freemasons being like you know rich rich people. Right. And uh, rich people who have political and, and economic power. Um, yes. And add that, add, uh, add a little bit of the occult in there. And now all mm -hmm. of a sudden we got ourselves a satanic baby eating uh, cabal that is just right for the, the you know, clearly <clears throat> taking uh, taking over everything. Uh, and that's, you know, that, you, I mean, the right there is basically what QAnon is. So, I mean, they're, yeah. they're definitely flavored after one another. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of like, you know, the baby eating Satanist, that kind of really segues into our next, I would say biggest of the historical conspiracies and, and their, their, you know, if, if there was a progenitor theory, this would be it. Um, and this is something I hadn't even heard about. Uh, unfortunately, I, I kind of chastised myself for that uh, until I started researching this is the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Mm. Um, and I know I know you're familiar with this, but uh, for our listeners, this is the Elders of Zion are supposed to be like the secret group of Jewish elders. And the Protocols is this um, record of one of their meetings in which they talked about wanting to take uh, totalitarian control of the entire world, and they were going to kill anyone who doesn't go along with them. They were going to enslave and subjugate non-Jews. And the reality is that the whole thing is a plagiarism of a play that is actually a, a satire, is anti-totalitarianism, and it was created by Russians who hated Jewish people and wanted to spread propaganda about them in their home country. Um, but, you know, the, the anti-Semitism and, and the prosecution of the Jewish people goes far back, even before the protocols themselves. 
um, you know, the earliest days of Christianity, uh, which is where we get into some of these really similar claims to, to QAnon, um, where the Jewish people were, you know, labeled baby-eating Satanists. Um, the Pope at one time even forced them to wear yellow-colored armbands to identify them. Ooh, that doesn't date very well. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hmm, that, where does that sound this all This all tracks in one terrible direction. It absolutely does, and we are going to make that link here very soon. <laughs> oh, um, you know, Jewish people, they were the subject of, a, of an, one of the inquisitions by the Roman Catholics that led to mass Jewish extinctions. Uh, people blamed them for the Black Death, uh, it was claimed that Jewish people drank, drained, and used the blood of Christian children and used them for medicine and unholy rituals. And adrenochrome. Uh, exactly. It's, it's, it ties into that thing, the same thing with QAnon, the idea of the adrenochrome and, and harvesting ch- blood, children of blood for superpowers and, and immortality. Uh, a lot of conspiracies have these anti-semitic roots that are and many of them are tied up into the protocols whether whether the current found you know current followers even realize it or not um and the protocols themselves inspired a lot of really prominent people i i don't think a lot of people realize how anti-semitic henry ford was yeah uh you know he bought hard into the protocols and he would hand out anti-semitic literature at, at his at his dealerships um and the protocols even inspired um, a, a lesser-known figure from history named Walt Disney. A- Walt Disney and Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, they're Adolf Hitler, they're Walt Disney. The basically, same. they have mustaches. <clears throat> right. Uh... They they have mustaches. And... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you've ever been to Disney World, it is a fascist regime it uh right the way they treat their employees <laughs> um for, for a little more light-hearted conspiracy this episode uh, brought to you by this season of the mandalorian now on disney plus <laughs> <laughs> really really pushing for that uh sponsorship aren't we <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so this is uh, this next one i like to call uh, the hippies of the conspiracy theory world. Ooh. The flat earthers. Oh, yay. Uh, you know, and, and because these people, are, you don't ever have to worry about them going out and shooting up people. They're not bombing um, observatories or, you know, or planetariums. Um, they're not sending death threats, as far as I know. Sending, to, sending death threats you know, to the... To Neil deGrasse Tyson. Or and, the globe manufacturers. Right. It's all a conspiracy by Big Globe. Yeah, um, but you know, modern a lot of it dates back to to Christian literalism. You know, the yeah. idea in Genesis, the Earth is flat; it's a dome with the sky seven thousand years old. Right. We rode dinosaurs. Um, you know, and the the one interesting thing about them is that, uh, as opposed to a lot of these other conspiracies, they are actually very intuitive and curious people. A lot of a lot of people think, oh, they think there's flat. They're a bunch of stupid people. They're really not. Um, a lot of them would make wonderful scientists. They try to explore and prove scientifically their theories. The, the problem comes in where they try to fit their evidence to the theory. Versus the other of, way around. Right. What you, yeah. what you should be doing is, is drawing a conclusion from the evidence. 
Um, and uh, we do. I know we need to. We did get a little sidetracked there. Try to move along a little bit. Um, but you know, the flat Earth theory does date back to you know to the 1800s. Um, one thing, if listeners want to explore this subject a little bit more, is the Bedford Level experiments. That's where a lot of the modern modern flat Earth movement comes from. It's it's a series of experiments done by different people. Um, some of them claimed to have evidence that proved the earth was flat others tried to confirm uh, this and then found contradictory evidence Uh, a lot of the experiments that showed the earth was flat um, were shown ultimately to be faulty because they didn't account for what's called atmospheric refraction which has to do with moisture levels in the atmosphere and how water in the air affects light and our perception of things far away um, but you know, they, they were around for about two centuries, you know, like I said, from, from the 1800s, um, they waxed and waned over time. You know, sometimes they've had as few as a few hundred members, um, up to several thousand, uh, especially in the internet age, uh, you know, with, with video sharing platforms and social media, um, a lot of people are able to spread this information, um, especially with general distrust of the government. Uh, yeah. Same thing with. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say same thing with like anti-vaccination. You know, a lot of this stuff is roots in the 1800s. Um, you know, smallpox, smallpox vaccine when it first came out. The deadliest pandemic in history. You know, some it has been around for some people estimate for 10,000 years, um, and could have killed as many as 500 million people over that time. We finally made vaccines for it. People were distrustful of it from the very beginning, despite the fact that rates of it plummeted after the application of it. People would still say things like it was full of toxins, it didn't work. Um, People would turn into cow-like creatures if they took it. Whoa, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, part of the the smallpox vaccine, the very first original one, was made... uh, something something with like some bovine oh they were uh, using like to it. they were using like cow antibodies to help with yeah yeah something like that i okay. I, I can't remember exactly what it is but there were some no, elements I, of, of I, that. I know something about this because it is something to do with um cowpox is another yes. form of it and how yes. milkmaids were found to be um um immune to smallpox because of its relation to cowpox and mm-hmm. it's something to do with like the passing on of antibodies um, right. from like uh, dairy cows. Yeah, and you know, and even some of our founding fathers, like I believe uh, Franklin and Jefferson, wrote about this and and you know inoculated their children against it. And there's actually a really fun um, coincidence with George Washington, even that people might want to research on their own um, about how he was able to help like during the actual revolutionary war when there was a smallpox smallpox outbreak he didn't contract it thankfully because of an exposure um earlier in his life Mm. uh but uh yeah you know and of course anti-vaccination stuff uh you know modern day stuff like the mmr um it's all been debunked you know the guy who did the thing in the, the article in the lancet he admitted that it was faulty evidence and he was trying to push his own version of the vaccine which a lot of people don't realize he wasn't anti-vaccination he just wanted people to buy his vaccine instead yeah, of the his, mmr his, yeah his uh his his test group was like really tiny 
and mm-hmm. um, it was all self-report. Yeah, and there was a, data. Yeah, and, and the Lancet even pulled the the article. They, they did, but you know, at that point, it was damage was damage done. Damage was done. Jenny, you, Jenny McCarthy Jenny, said that it was real. So exactly, and and now we've got we're coming into uh, you know with dealing with COVID, um, mm-hmm. the new vaccines that are coming out. Which I mean, they railroaded the shit out of them. They're coming uh, oh, yeah. eventually, um, and that's leaving a lot of people to be like, I'm not going to take it, and I'm like. I'm gonna not I, at this point. You're, you're you're gonna probably need to take it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and, the... and 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 at least the first rounds that are gonna be out anyway aren't gonna be to the general public. So you know what? That's you don't true. have to worry about it because it's going to medical professionals, world leaders, and things like that. Yeah. Um, but moving on, um, you know, and we've discussed kind of the the established our context talked a little about the history and you know how they kind of relate to modern day things um let's get into you know why do people believe these things and how has the internet contributed to you know their spread and you know in some respects even the radicalization of people um it's it's uh some parts funny and some parts troubling to be honest yeah it's because people suck yes that's definitely part of it um you know but also there are real conspiracies in the world. Yeah. Like there have been real things, you know, the Watergate, um, the Tuskegee Airmen, Edward, you know, Edward Snowden and NSA spying, like real conspiracies have happened in the world. And that contributes to people's distrust of government. Oh, there was also, uh, what was the one where they were putting LSD in the drinking water? Um, oh yeah. 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 They, I the can't remember the what CIA, that was. The CIA straight up was dosing American citizens in the yeah. like in country. Well, and then there was like the whole um, that movie, uh, "Men Who Talk to Goats" or men something who, like. Men who stare at goats. Men who stare With, at goats. Uh, and like George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, like that was a real thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the government was literally trying to create psychic spies using LSD. I mean. <laughs> Oh, man, the Cold War was crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, we, we talk about, oh, you know, there's these secret cabals of people drinking the blood of children to get superpowers. But our own government tried to use LSD and flashing lights to create psychic assassins. So, I mean, eh. you know, but but you look at that with a fondness and just like, no, it was it's less about being evil and more about just being cartoonishly hilarious like <laughs> who in their right minds thinks this crap would work like it, like a- after the fact but people that are on the lsd yeah yeah exactly well you know and the other thing is you know we, we joke about okay there's not that big of a difference between lsd psychic assassins and democratic secret cabals drinking the blood of children the difference is that we know about one of them because real conspiracies always come to light. Yeah. Like, like there's a mathematical formula that says how long it would take for an actual theory to break down. Right. Because you think it's the number of people involved in these things have to be huge. And the more people, the more likely it's going to get out. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not even the people involved. It's like the janitors that are cleaning up after the end of the day of people running around in their piss because they've been high on LSD all day thinking that they're 
sending psychic bolts at people. Like, there's a bunch of support staff, too, along the way that are gonna overhear and see things, and they're gonna talk to their friends and be like, dude, you should see the shit they're doing. And it... It always comes out. Right. The real conspiracies are always revealed. And, you know, that kind of puts a hole in the idea that these even bigger, harder-to-keep secrets are still hidden from the world at large. Right. Well, and that's kind of like the thing about, like, say, the like the moon landing. How everyone's like, oh, well, we, you know, we faked the moon landing. And it's like, I don't think that you realize how many people were actually involved with the moon landing. Uh, I, I just did a quick search. It was, it would have taken, um, let's see. It was about 400,000 people, uh, roughly there about that worked on that moon landing. And, um, given that there, there, like I said, there is like a mathematical formula of like how long it would take for something like that to break down 3.68 years. So yeah. if they did fake the moon landing, it would have fallen apart completely in just under four years. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it is it is, and it would it's have an cost interesting thought and experiment. It, and it would have cost so much money that it would have been just cheaper to land on the freaking moon. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. And another another thing um, that we touched on briefly earlier was uh, our. Our biases, um, mm -hmm. you know, the idea that like, you know, the the 9-11 the stuff, that such a huge catastrophic thing cannot have possibly been the result of just a few guys with box cutters. Right. Um, it, that same kind of thing also applies to the JFK assassination. It was a huge catastrophic event. The president of the United States was assassinated. The Secret Service agents that do check after check and sweep after sweep and have anti-sniper teams. And how did they miss one guy, you right. know, who, who picked off the president? Just some random lone wolf guy. It had to have been bigger than that, right? There had to have been inside people who didn't check that area and weren't looking over there. And yeah. because we, we, we can't, like you said, we have to create a narrative. Yeah. And the narrative is that they decided to use a friggin uh convertible <laughs> yes like what like like i i recently covered uh the president being in town and that car has like six inch thick bulletproof glass no joke oh, i'm sure <laughs> i am sure that thing must be a sauna inside well yeah. then again oh no it's it, the presidential it's motorcade i'm sure it, it has is ac it has perfectly like it not only is it perfectly like climate controlled, it literally has its own sealed atmosphere inside. Oh, I'm sure because you're gonna have you have to protect against like biological attacks and exactly. chemical attacks. Exactly. And like that. Exactly. So, you know, but in, in another interesting thing is um, how few conspiracies there are around failed assassinations. Because it's again, this is a, this is one of our our biases because it's easy to understand how a presidential assassination, like, say, Ronald Reagan, can be botched when it's just one person. Mm. You, you always hear things about the CIA trying to kill JFK. You really don't hear too many about attempts 
that it being government insiders who made the attempt on Ronald Reagan. Well, well why would they? You know, uh, Ronald Reagan was the best president ever, and the CAA all loved him. <laughs> um, so they would have no reason to kill him. So clearly, it was just this one lunatic. Exactly. You know, and interestingly enough, um, presidential assassinations, I believe it was Jackson, some guy walked up to him when he was walking out of um, either a meeting or a, or a play or something and pulled a pistol on him. And of course, this was the time of like flitlocks. And he pulled the trigger and it didn't go off. And he had a second gun. So he immediately pulled it out and it also misfired. And then I think Jackson beat him with his cane or something <laughs> like that. That sounds about right. <laughs> and, but so, you know, then that whole thing was like, it blew out of proportions because how could both of the pistols have failed? Because they're flintlocks. Uh, right, because they're flintlocks and they're incredibly unreliable. And we're talking about like, I'm pretty sure he was in D.C., which is not the driest of climates. Um, and so these conspiracies start floating around. Like, did he stage it to gain more public approval to help him win re-election? Or, you know, and other things that, you know, Jackson was saying, oh, this senator rival of mine was trying to have me assassinated and the reality is this guy was just crazy because he claimed that he was king george the third and he was trying to get revenge um but that didn't stop people from making these assumptions that jackson had you know orchestrated the whole thing to make himself look better in the public light Mm -hmm. um you know another big problem and this really gets into the internet aspect of it is people who do their own research. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And we both know plenty of people who We know we know a very we know quite a few people, one in particular. Um, <laughs> in particular, we will not name him for no. privacy's sake because we're good people. Yeah. Um there's I and again, I can't remember the name of it. But I know there is a, a psychological phenomenon where a person learns enough about a subject to think that they are more educated than they really are. And so they, in that state, that cusp of actually, you know, and of course they aren't actual masters of the the subject matter, but they feel like they are. Yeah. They they just dipped their toe in and were like, well, clearly I now have my scuba certification because I just, I, 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 I put my foot in the water. Clearly I know what I'm doing. So you reach that level you don't really have a grasp of the subject matter, but enough that people who come along with convincing arguments make you feel smart. And when you hit that perfect little golden zone, it's really, really easy to fall into the conspiracy, and it's really hard to convince you that you're wrong. Uh-huh. Um, and that's that's one of the things that drives me crazy about like you know the people who say uh, do your research, and I'm just like. Binging YouTube videos is not research. Yeah, no. YouTube is uh, like watching... uh, And you can use YouTube as a research tool, but it's not actual research. And it's it's all about sourcing. It's all like if you're... Like if you want to be like, oh, I'm going to do research on quantum mechanics, I'm not going to be watching it from the POV of some dude talking about it, sitting in his pickup truck, you know, it's going to be people at CERN and it's going to be a lot of numbers and it's going to break your freaking brain. That's what it's going to be. Exactly. Like I know enough about science, engineering, 
astronomy that, you know, I can grasp uh, an episode of Cosmos or, you know, listen to Bill Nye or Neil deGrasse Tyson or, or you know, uh, uh, the late um, Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. When they put something into generally more layman's terms and they get and even when they get slightly technical, I can understand that. But they but are they si- were, they're science educators. They're communicators right. of science. Right. Now, if we're talking about someone who is at, like you said, at CERN or um, any number of telescope institutions, you know, Hubble, if they started getting really technical about what they were doing, I would be completely lost. Yeah. I would have no idea what's going on. You would just nod and be like, yep, no, nope, totally, right. yep, sure. Yeah, you no, are, red, you're definitely right. I concur. Got it. Red shift, blue shift, red shift, blue shift, Doppler. Got it. Yep, reading it. Totally understand what you're saying. Uh, you know, and 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 of course, that's not just conspiracies either. There are lots of people in the world who yeah, it does watch like, a couple of videos, think they know everything because they because the people that they listened to they agreed with them. Uh-huh. Our, our biases got in the way. You gotta check your biases, and like you were saying, you gotta check your sources. Not nearly enough people check sources. They just see something they agree with, click share, and move on with their lives without ever second and, thinking. And, about and, it. and that is likely going to be what leads to the fall of humanity. <laughs> and in fact, that was something I was thinking about um, just a couple days ago, even. Um, and. Uh, after the show, when we get into our um, Patreon content, um, for those of you who want to help support our wonderful production here, um, that's a discussion I want to uh, dive into a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the other thing about these these YouTube videos, um, how long they are. Oh my God, 45 minutes. <laughs> and it's like the most... This, it's just a bunch of stock photos that you're zooming into. And, or there's a lot of like, just like really weird, overly like action packed music. Um, and, and just like clippings and articles and the microphone that they record on is trash. Oh, and that's saying something because I'm currently talking to you on a $3 lavalier mic, (laughs) (laughs) but it sounds excellent. Yeah. Cause I don't want to have to like, it was like, Oh yeah, I've got. I've got, you know, $200, $300 microphones sitting in the other room, but I also just don't want to set all that up. This is like plug it right into my computer and here we go. Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, you know, and, and it, it's just them. Yeah, they have they have no interviews. They have no... Um, Back and forth, have, like what we've they, got going here. Yeah, it is just them either talking with just images on screen or it's just them staring at the camera. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the like the really long ones when they go onto these rants, they're totally unscripted. Yeah, you know, like like we have some kind of a script at least. Some of this is like word for word. Some of it is this, these are the points we want to hit on, and we can elaborate just from our our own knowledge and background that we've you know picked up. But you know, they just sit there and sit in their pickup truck for whatever reason. I don't know why that's the trend. They always loved sitting in their in their truck, man. <laughs> truck and, and they've got a hat on and sunglasses and it's always yeah. vertical video <clears throat> yeah they just pull out their cell phone and they just start this this word salad of ideas 
and they'll conflict with themselves and backtrack and, and stutter and clarify. It It's the chaos of the mind, an unfiltered monologue just spewing out for, for people to watch. Uh, and the problem is that the, the audience, they're already primed to receive the information. Right, because they, they came to that video looking for information and on that subject and it in, the, and in that style yeah and that title that whatever the person titled it is is kind of putting that in that same group think um key of keywords uh, you know what i'm saying like they're, they're, yeah they're using keywords that everyone else is to, to, on the same wavelength as and they're all like yeah, yeah this is they're what playing to the algorithms yeah yeah and, oh, the algorithms oh my god those are just well we'll get in uh we'll in later episodes we will touch on uh the algorithms of social media and they control our lives yeah which sounds conspiratorial until you realize and you know until you see like interviews from people that right have worked there and said oh yeah no that's how it works right and again like we said conspiracies always come to the surface right this this isn't a conspiracy it's just fact that they wanted to make these things as efficient as possible and the machine learning created these algorithms to do that like it's not even really a conspiracy because they weren't trying to they, hide it per they, se they, yeah they weren't hiding it and it yeah it was just it, it, this, it, this, is it's, our goal. it this is our goal it sounds sinister it kind of is sinister but we did it anyway yeah. Because capitalism. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and the other thing about this this unfiltered, disorganized approach that I think contributes to to the issue of, of people buying into what they're saying, to the to the radicalization of people, it comes off as like, let me be real with you. It makes them relatable and in turn that makes their uh, amoebic information easier to assimilate. Right. It doesn't they're... matter that what they're saying doesn't make sense. The, 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 the listener is primed to hear it, to receive it. Um, it creates that emotional con- connection of comfort. It overrides our critical thinking and the listener just fills in the gaps. And it, it also, uh, it comes from that place. Uh, we talked about earlier about the distrust of authority, that distrust yes. of government, the distrust of the professors and the scientists and like the the eggheads i want yes. a down-to-earth uh, you know works in a factory kind of dude to tell me what i want to know i don't want some geek some nerd you know who can't get laid to try and throw me a bunch <laughs> of science i want i want the real deal they're they're 80s era jock villains they are oh my god <laughs> let's be real the world oh. has descended into the nerds and the the jocks the, that's what we've become we we, we we typically now because they're not all sports anymore uh sure, they're sure. just they're it's just sports now, per se yeah they're now just called chuds because as you know there are nerds that play sports you used to play football and you're the one first person that i ever played D with so absolutely yeah, I am a I I proudly wave the nerd flag, and every Sunday I hunker down on the couch, grill me up some food, and watch me some good old American football. Yeah, and and, and sports that is nerding. 
Like oh, it's very much becoming you, a nerdy. When thing. you when you're go when you're going through spreadsheets and statistics, it's like this is what <laughs> this is. Oh yeah, it's insane how much data analysis goes into the sports now. I don't think people realize how much information that these the coaches and everything's have at their disposal to make calls and to put players in different positions and it's it's yeah. very technical actually so so back on to what we were saying though so those people yes. aren't no are no longer jocks they are called i don't know where this term comes from they're called chuds they're right they are alpha the typical alpha male drinking you know pounding brews uh very uh chauvinistic um uh yeah a lot of them have a particular political view which we won't get into here but nope uh nope like well i'm sure at one point we will go over uh, uh some of the darker parts of the internet where these people like to hang out Oh yes. Uh, we were just discussing parlor. Um, I've seen I've seen some things. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, well, you know, the, the other interesting thing about these videos is so many of them are like, I'm just asking questions. Um, there's actually a term for it. I, I learned recently called literally jacking off. J A Q ing off. <laughs> okay. Just asking questions. Just asking questions. Uh, you know, it's interesting too because. But they're stating those questions as answers. Is that what you mean? Kind of. They. They throw out the information. They're like, uh, what about this? And what about this? I don't know. I don't have any proof, but it seems kind of weird. Don't you? Like, it's, it's weird, isn't it? What about oh, this? that. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. I, know, I know the line. I know the line you're talking right. about. Right. You know, it allows them to throw out the information without committing to that narrative. So then when it's proven wrong, they don't have to say, well, I didn't say that was true. I was just asking a question. They now have deniability. They now have deniability. They can move on to the next thing. And to their audience, who doesn't see what they're doing, much like a uh, charlatan tarot reader, um, they haven't lost credibility. Yeah. Because they never said, this is exactly what's happening. They said, I wonder if this is what's happening. But what it's secretly doing is it's pilling them. It's it's oh, getting them. so hard. It's getting, you know, it is infecting them with whatever idea worm, that meme, that mind gene. Um, it is injecting that, and now it is out there in the masses. It's yes. A, it's, you know, mass communication is a dangerous thing. Uh, yes, it's, it's wonderful. It, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. You know, the world was a better place when only, like, TV stations could have the ability to broadcast information because... And took... the fairness doctrine was in place. What's that? <laughs> and the fairness doctrine was still in place. Yeah. Yep. And you could... Uh, what the hell was the fairness doctrine? Um, it was related to uh, basically truthfulness in broadcasting. Oh, well, we have that too. And there are... Well, uh, you know, it's 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 really strict for um, broadcast television because it's free. Um, yes. Because so, it's so it's all government regulated through the um, the FCC. Right. Um, yeah, it doesn't apply as much to cable television though. It's the problem. It, it, it doesn't. But also, if you are what's what a if you are a news station, um, you have to air news. Uh, right. A lot of people will will get cut right to it. You know, say Fox News isn't news because they're you know they're being politically unbiased and everything it's like oh no that's oh, not I am. 
The OAM. Well, <laughs> uh, no one has said OAM is actually news. They say That's that, fair. but they're not designated that by the FCC. Um, it, but Fox News does actually air the required amount of uh, news content, legitimate, unbiased <laughs> news content. Sure. And they do have some. It's not they, all. They do. And, and, you know, I work for a Fox affiliate station. We do get stuff from them. And it isn't. I'm not. I'm not editing video from from Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity. Right. You know, I'm getting stuff from actual legitimate, you know, journalists who are doing their damnedest to uh, to to send proper, you know, well sure. thought out, unbiased content. Well, you know, and one of the other things is uh, a lot of these people will say, "Oh, you know, what?" Speaking about just asking questions, you know, oh well, what's what's the harm in asking about this stuff? You know, what what if I believe it? What does it really matter? Um, because it can kill people, <laughs> yeah. uh, which kind of brings us into our next section. You know, why these conspiracies and uh, let's be honest, the internet cesspools that they originate from. You know, why are they so dangerous to our public discourse? Um, you know, what is the internet role? You know, what what role does the internet play? in disseminating it and contributing to the problem. Nick, does that mean we're going to begin unraveling the web? We are going to certainly attempt to. It's uh, a st- We're going to have to do multiple episodes on this subject, I think, um, especially with every day in our current political climate, new conspiracies are popping up. So uh, we'll yeah. get into some of that in our, our, our paid content. I have a couple of uh, thoughts on that for later. Okay. Um, but, you know, these things can kill people. You know, the protocols are an excellent uh, example of this. They are fake. They're propaganda. And it led to the mass genocide of the Jewish people. Yeah. Um, You know, now we have QAnon. They haven't risen to that level. But despite the fact that... Oh, actually, there has been... um... Well, there's been there's been QAnon related deaths. Uh, yes, there have been. I, I, and, and I actually have. A, and... Well, I have an interesting one uh, to kind of tell you about that just happened recently. So this might kind of date the episode a little bit, but I think it's kind of important. Um, oh, so, so uh, several months back, there was a woman um, who her children had been taken away from her at one point, and they were in foster care. And she got red pilled real hard into believing all into the QAnon stuff, and she believed Adrena that. Chrome. Yeah, she believed that the, the, these these this foster home was uh, taking children and selling them off to be sex slaves and and whatnot. And so she went and kidnapped her children from this foster home. <sighs> well, and she had been kind of getting uh, this whole time. She was working with this. Uh, uh, you know, legal law expert time, trying to like convince her, you know, okay, this is what you need to do. You got to do this, got to do that. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, uh, she was arrested. The children were safe. Um, she yeah. Did, she, man- she managed to make it out on bail. Cut to a week ago, there was a call about, um, about a, uh, sound of a, of gunfire and when the police got there uh they found a uh, uh subject a male subject dead on the floor oh, 
Jesus. And that male subject turned out to be that lawyer guy who had been working oh with her. God. Yeah, she killed him. I had not heard. I, I had heard about her wanting to kidnap her children. I had not heard about the follow-up to the, the murder. Yeah, that happened is... last week. You know, let me say as a, as a parent of two children, if I thought that someone had, had taken my children and was going to sell them or was part of some satanic cabal that was going to drain their blood, I would move heaven and earth and cut down every single person in my way to rescue them. Oh. And the problem is she you know, she did that. Yeah. But it it was not a real thing. Like like let's be real. QAnon is not real. There are not this there's not this satanic cabal of people. You know, this this dates back to you know, the blood libel stuff, the, the anti-Semitism, the Christian children being drained of blood by satanic Jewish people. This is not a new thing. This has been around for centuries. Yeah, this is just, this is the this is the first these people are hearing about it. Right. It's recycled, and it's everywhere thanks to the internet. There are dozens of different, con if not hundreds of content creators, some of them very big with huge audiences, that are convincing people like this woman that this is happening and, and she has believed it and she murdered somebody because of it. Yeah. And, and these are people that are getting elevated, like that, that come up with these, this stuff. These are people who are being elevated by people uh, of authority. Uh, I, as we were saying before we started recording, um, we have the president retweeting a video of, uh, of Ron, uh, Ron Watkins, who runs Aitkun and who either knows Q directly or it has it is or, Q. Ha or is Q. Yeah, exactly. So at the very least curates what Q posts. Exactly. Um, and so it's once you have um, once you kind of give that sort of legitimacy to yes. a conspiracy, all bets are off, and it's it can get like you said, it can get people killed, and not just a few people here and there. It could cause mass genocide. Yeah, uh, like that. That that's that's the as so far worst case scenario, but it's happened. Yeah, and it's happened even in the in the uh, time of the internet. Uh, there was, right. I think, in I want to say it's the. Philippines or it's some like there's definitely things going on in the Philippines yeah well, they, it, well it was it's some country in East Asia that um, basically is there's like uh, a lot of uh, conspiracies going around about their Muslim minority population oh the Rohingya um, uh, no, that's, is that, is that, is that what you're talking about in Myanmar? Yes. Yeah. Myanmar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This, that story is particularly painful to me. Not, not as a, as a Muslim person and my heart goes out to them because the, the stories out of Myanmar are horrible. Yeah. Um, this is particularly saddening to me and this is definitely coming from a place of privilege and I, I don't want anyone to feel bad for me. But as a Buddhist myself, Myanmar is a Buddhist-majority nation. Uh -huh. And to see 
you know, the, the world at large, you know, largely sees Buddhists as like the sweet old Dalai Lama. Right. And, you know, peace and Zen and loving everybody. And yet we have a Buddhist majority country that thanks to the internet and radicalization and conspiracy theories is actively happy or at the very least complacent with the genocide mm-hmm. of the Rohingya people. Yeah. And it, it hurts. Yeah. It's uh, and, and it, it just goes to show that you could have the, the most peaceful core beliefs, but that can easily be corrupted by, you know, a terrible idea. And, and echo chambers. Yeah. The echo chambers of the internet. Um, there's, they're large scale and they can very quickly lead to this intense radicalization. Right. And in, and the situation with Myanmar is that it's, it's all Facebook. And, uh, yes. I, as from what I understand to them, the internet is Facebook. A it lot is of Facebook. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people that that is their source of what the internet is. Mm-hmm. And, um, kind of like back they, in the day when it was just AOL, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and, and, you know, AOL, you know, you'd, you'd get the computer, they'd send you the AOL install disk. Uh, people in the Myanmar area, they buy a phone and Facebook is just loaded on their phone. Ready to go. Yeah. And it's, it's they, there. They'll, they'll like even help if you don't have an account, they'll help you set up your own yep. Facebook account right there in the store. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and then as we all know, echo chambers are very prevalent in Facebook. Yes. I mean, that's literally yes. what it's built for. Yeah. And you know, and now we've got, you know, Parler and I'm sure other smaller, not as, as well known or not as big sites that are, you know, when, when someone only takes in certain biased media, either far right or far left, when someone comes along who's legitimately center of the line and says, hey, that's not accurate, this is reality, that person seems like they're far to the left or the right of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of what we've been seeing. You know, like NPR, even the New York Times, Washington Post, um, honestly, even CNN, even though they're a little more sensationalist, uh, they're not really far left or far right. But if all you do is watch One America News or, you know, the, the biased opinion hosts at Fox and then someone presents you with an NPR article or, or a BBC America article or, or the Associated Press or yep. you know, routers. They're all that, they come off as like they are commies. Right. And that's the other really big problem is the Internet has allowed people to curate their news sources. And that very, very quickly leads to more intense and intense radicalization. And like when you're on Facebook and they say, or, you know, Twitter and they say, Hey, this may not be true. You know, fact checkers. Now this may not be true or this is disputed. They start screaming censorship, even though a private entity can't violate your first amendment rights. If if our listeners aren't aware of that, Facebook cannot violate your first amendment rights. Only the government can do that. Um, You mean, you mean that they can violate? You mean you right, said right. you said it's, that they cannot. It's, it's not 
technically a legal violation of your First Amendment rights for yeah. them to say you can't post this. They can is, shut. Is what I meant. It's their server. They can shut you down all they want. Right. They are a public entity or a private entity, and they have the exact same freedom of you know. In, in this case, I guess it would be freedom of speech to say, actually, what you're sharing is dangerous, and we don't want that here. We're not. You know, you're not going to go to jail. But you can't say that here. Um, it's the uh, same kind of idea, I think, ultimately, yeah. as like you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. Mm. Well, I I once had a I once heard it from a, a, a YouTube content creator um, when he was talking about things like this. As uh, it's the living room rules, you know, you're not going to call you're not gonna call the host of your of you're not gonna like sit in somebody's living room at a party and just talk shit about people there at the party like like and get in fights and everything you're gonna get kicked out They're, the host is gonna be like no you can leave and they're like well, you're yes. stepping on my first amendment rights no it's my fucking house get the hell out <laughs> right yeah you know and there's an interesting aspect of these conspiracies that a lot of them have roots in these quasi-political or religious organizations um, that create a fear about like you know a secret society or, or otherwise that wants to kill you and steal your children and enslave you um, but they get you thinking in such a way that like Q has control over the lives of the of his of their of its adherents. Mm-hmm. The the kind of control that they are telling the QAnoners to be fearful of. It's it's kind of this like bait and switch, like be really, really worried about that person over there. Think for yourself. As long as every and, and is this there, is what you should think. Yeah, it's group think. It's yes. It's, it's cult, it is cult like behavior, which is yeah. It, it is. The, yeah. The, the idea that the other wants to enslave you, so you need to come join my army of liberty and do what I tell you. Oh. <laughs> you know, Nick, I, I did a lot of a um, lot of cult studies for research papers back in college, and nice. when when you just describe it like that, it's like, oh yeah, this is. You know, this is Jonestown. This is FLDS. Yes. This is, this is all of those things, and it's give your freedom to me because that other person is trying to take your freedom. You know, I, I have to find it. I don't know where this article was. I saw on Twitter, um, but somebody did an interview with a, I don't know, it was a survivor of Jonestown. It wasn't like I don't, they weren't at Jonestown. They were like of that cult. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, the the Church of Jim Jones. I forget what that was right. called off the top of my head. Um, Kool Aid people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kool Aid people. As, which, as far as I know, I don't think anyone did survive that. I'd have to. I don't think so. It, yeah. I can't remember what poison they used, but it was pretty f- finality. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it, it it did everybody in. It was it was horrible, but it and was. There were children. Oh my god. Oh yeah, it was it was. It was awful. Uh, but anyway, uh, but there, yeah, she's, uh, they interviewed this woman and she's like, yeah, uh, a lot of the things that Donald Trump says uh, comes off as the sort of things 
Jim Jones used to say. Oh, I'm sure. You know, it's that it, a very cult-like behavior. Um, the difference it, is that Jim Jones was trying to form a cult, and Donald Trump. Cult. Donald Trump is unintentionally forming a cult. Yeah, he didn't. He, yeah, there. I, it really is. Yeah, he's just a he's just a shitty salesman. He didn't. He wasn't looking to form a, a fucking paramilitary. Death well, he's cult. not that shitty, apparently. <laughs> the tens of billions of people he's convinced that he was what he's selling is legitimate. Uh, no, the 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 sale the pitch wasn't shitty. It was the the execution. Yes. Um it was Trump vodka all over again. Oh god. I like Trump Trump's... the board game. <laughs> uh my I I have that by the way. Do you really? Oh my gosh. I do. It's basically Monopoly but slightly different. It's basically Monopoly but it's huge. <laughs> it's surprisingly fun. Um and you can never go bankrupt because you're playing as me, which I've never had any problems with any of my companies. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. We are on a fucking tangent. Let's. Uh... Oh, that's okay. We're still within the time cap. Um, <laughs> yes, just so everyone is aware that unlike the unhinged YouTube videos that last for an hour or so, we actually uh, break down how long we're going to talk about each segment. So that way we don't get into these unfiltered ramblings too much because trust us when we did this the first time i decided oh this will be a great time to get drunk and talk shit well <laughs> that lasted way too long because I, I picked i picked the wrong mic so i sounded like i was underwater the entire time so one person is really drunk and the other person sounded like he was underwater so it was a, it was a good, that's the, it was a good time if that's the kind of quality content that you want to experience you should definitely subscribe to our patreon to enjoy it yeah um, but you know, it, speaking about the conspiracy itself is or in general, it's so hard to cut these things down because you can't win against something that doesn't exist. Like you can't slay the dragon that everyone's afraid of if there's no dragon to slay. Um, and that's what allows these things to keep existing. These false narratives, they distract from the real problems that do have solutions. Um, here's, here's the thing though. And yeah, because what you get is you get this sort of, um, uh, this like, well, uh, what's, uh, they, what's the word I'm looking for here? Well, well, they're kind of self-insulating, you know, like if you, yeah. if you try to present evidence that it doesn't exist, then you are now part of the conspiracy. Right. Yep. Um, I think really the only way to beat a conspiracy is with a crazier conspiracy. Well, fight you fire, know, fight fire with fire. If you want a crazier conspiracy, I will go into one later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you all want to hear my conspiracy about what's really happening behind Donald Trump and the Clintons, you'll need to pay for it. Follow us on Patreon. This, this information isn't free, unlike the stuff that you're finding on YouTube uh, from some dude in his truck. Because uh, mine is, you can believe mine. <laughs> so, um, where were anyway, we? Well, we're just kind of talking about these echo chambers that get created. Yeah. And 
that's the real the real harm of the intersection between the internet and conspiracy theories because the internet has allowed radicalization on an unprecedented scale you know even like the illuminati a legitimate secret society that whose founder thought that the Freemasons were not secretive enough for him. At most, I, I believe it was just around like four to 5,000 members ever. Yeah. You know, and then flat. because of the internet, and I would say that the Illuminati stuff uh, dates back uh, before internet or like modern day Illuminati stuff does uh, that actually goes into some of the earlier, forms of uh mass communication uh such as uh am radio and even ham radio cb radio uh stations um uh ham radio stations you know or you know i wouldn't say they're uh there's a lot of uh interesting characters that you can find on uh some of the uh amateur radio bands uh waves uh but so many of that stuff never really caught traction because the medium was not mass As well, media. It, well, it was mass media, but it couldn't spread further than the carrier, you know, than the, right, than the signal right. itself. It, it had a, a, a bubble. It had a range. Right. And, and it did, and that did do quite a lot of harm. Uh, I think there was a, quite a lot of that that happened like in the seventies in like um, Southern California, like out, like, Southern California, but not like LA, like out in more like out in like uh, Barstow area, like out in the desert. That's where you would you would see dudes listening to you know these Kenwood amateur radios that you know some dude was running out of his uh, out of his shack um, and just spouting off crazy nonsense about uh, aliens. Um, that were abducting, you know, supermodels and, and turning them into, <laughs> turning them into, to communists and, you know, just real, real turning s- the freaking frogs, gay. turning the, they're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> you got the cloud people, these globalists, these cloud people. And they're, and yeah. And, and you know, I think we're, oh, and Jones. we, and we see, yeah, that, that, that Alex Jones is kind of that intersection of where that all kind of like, he, he's kind of like that bridge of those people. Yeah. And he's and, having a resurgence lately ever since he oh, got dumped off of, he got kicked off YouTube, didn't he? He got, yeah, he's been, de- he's been deplatformed from everything now. The only thing yeah. he has left is his website, which I mean, you can't kick the man off his own servers. It's his. Right. You know, but he owns it. In QAnon particularly, he's starting to have a bit of a resurgence. Oh, big time. Um, he's showing up at, uh, right now at a lot of these uh, Stop the Steal um, protests uh, that have been going on. It's like everyone forgot that in a court of law, his lawyer flat out said, Alex Jones is a caricature. He doesn't actually think these things. Well, it's for entertainment, well, and no see, reasonable listener will well, think that the, it's true. The the lawyer was having to lie to the judge right, because right. Alex got to cover up because Alex was trying to be able to keep his kids, and you know, so there was, so there had to be a little bit of um, perjury involved in order to. Well, and and you have to say that stuff to the deep state, or else they're gonna come after you. Yeah, yeah, they they you you have to you have to play those cards really close to the chest you know when you're working with with the deep state 
with the uh, with the the Illuminati lizard people, um, who <laughs> the are the, with have the mole children where they're getting all their adrenochrome farms. This is what I mean. We touch on so many things just briefly. There are whole podcasts out there that explore just a singular conspiracy. Of course, we couldn't touch on everything, but yes, uh, for any of our listeners who are interested in like the QAnon stuff. Go check out QAnon Anonymous. It is a uh, so so good. It's an amazing podcast, and, and these guys really get into their work. Uh, they've done several episodes where they will go to marches and conventions, and they will go incognito, and they will do interviews with people, and it is it is some fascinating stuff. And for those out there who would like to see us be able to do that kind of content. Um, again, subscribing to the Patreon will give us the funds to be able to, you know, afford the gas, go out on, you know, these expeditions, um, to take care of equipment, you know, vehicle maintenance, um, help cover food costs because some of these things are multi-day excursions. Um, and I, I, I know you would love to do it. I certainly would love to get into some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, cause we're not always going to do conspiracy theories. <laughs> no no uh, far from it we've got a lot of great content uh, we are going to have to start wrapping up we're hitting uh, kind of getting near the end yeah. of our time here um, so you know I, I want to thank everyone out there for listening uh, you know, this is a very brief jump into conspiracies in the information age so much information so much more information we could get into and I'm sure we will touch on this topic again yeah. but um, I think really what we should close on is just um you know, don't believe everything you read, folks. That's a quote. Yes. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. That's a quote from Abraham Lincoln. So you Himself, know you can, you can trust that. The greatest czar of Russia. <laughs> True fact. True fact. Uh, you know, and I, uh, I know I just touched on this, but, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom in this episode. We're talking about genocide, uh, both, you know, the Holocaust and, and modern genocides. Uh, next month, we are going to be exploring the wonderful world of esports. Woo! Uh, there is a lot of good and beauty in this world. Come up for air once in a while when you're looking into this kind of stuff. Take care of yourself. I know I did. Um, <laughs> doing a lot of the research where, uh, for kind of this stuff. Um, it, some dark places. Yes. Don't, don't. You need some self care when you dig into this stuff. Sometimes don't. don't you got to come out of the rabbit hole sometimes. Uh, especially it, because if you don't, you run that risk of getting pilled yourself. Pilled to the gills. So, and, yeah. Uh, so, next month, uh, we're going to explore esports. Um, what is it? Where did it come from? We'll dig into the history of it. Um, is it fair to call it a sport? Uh, why should you care? And, of course, how does the internet play a role in all of it? And also, how do you get into it? And uh, colleges, they're getting into yes, it. So it's wonderful. Are, are they getting into it because of the love of the game? Or is it more financially driven? Ooh. Well, just like the NCAA in football, it is definitely not because of the love of the game. <laughs> it is definitely so they can exploit college-age kids <laughs> to make money off of their backs. Exactly. Let's be real. Oh, so we kind of gave a spoiler there, but it's fine. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Nick. I've been well, Jason, and you've been... <clears throat> I have been Nicholas. Have a good night, everybody. Yes, thanks for joining us. Never stop learning. We'll see you next month. Bye-bye.